Thanks for tuning in to the Movement is Life podcast, a show bringing you raw conversation, tips, and engaging topics hosted by yours truly, Mike Fox. Join me in the dialogue on all things creative, entrepreneurial, and unconventional with stories that may just change your life. Subscribe to hear new episodes every other week. Each feel with reasons to listen closer next time. Today, we have a very special guest. We're joined by Novion, a Minnesota hip-hop icon making waves across the country and the world. His music has touched many mediums, including placements on the hit TV show, Grownish. What's up, Novion? Yeah, what's up, Mike? How you feeling, brother? Feeling good, feeling good. How are you, man? I'm pretty good, man. I'm uh, living good, enjoying my summer. I can't really complain right now. That's how we do it. That's how we're trying to live, man. Exactly, man. So, yeah. Let's dive into it. How did you come up with the name Novion? Mom is the one who named me that. Um, she tells me it's Sudanese, and it means little star. I'm not sure how accurate that is. So for the listeners out there, don't quote me on that. Um, so uh, Novion is, is my government, actual government name. Um, I'm starting to go by just Novion as my stage name. Um, for you know, fans who are who have been here for a while, or even new fans that um, are that may be listening to this now, um, I uh, I formerly known as Finding Novion, not too uh, different than what I'm going as but now. Um, but I decided recently um, to take the Finding off of my name, um, just to make my name a little bit more simpler. Yeah, that's cool, and it's more of like a personal connection too. They're actually connected to your real name, so I feel like that helps as far as you know when they're researching and. Just getting to know you better. I agree. I totally agree about that. So, when did you first get started with music? When did you first start your music career? Um, for me, um, it was around with the time I was twelve. So I say around like two thousand three and four. I was um, uh, I used to like like freestyle at lunch tables, with, like you know, like when you're in like middle school or even high school. Oh, for sure. So, like you, you, you and your friends beat on tables with the pencils and shit, and then oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then so that's how I like started getting into rap. Like we just freestyle at the table, and like it, 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 it was challenging and stuff like that. So I would go home and write, but I had never like recorded a song until I was like probably like fourteen. That was in two thousand and six, right when I started like high school. Um, and when I was like 14, I recorded my first song uh, at one of uh, my best friend's cribs, and because um, because his parents bought him like a, a you know um, in house studio. But um, so after that, uh, that's kind of like when I decided that I wanted to like really like dive into music. Like um, so that was I would say around like 2006 is when I really 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 got into music. So how did that come about, you know, you going into your friend's house to record, were you just like, yo, I got some dope-ass rhymes, I'm trying to try to drop some in the studio? I mean, it was like kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing, so like, I had this, I had this lifelong friend, is one of my best friends, his name is uh, Dominique Love, um, and uh, we, we grew up together, so like by the time we were in middle school, well, in middle school going into high school around, two, uh, around 2006, like I used to like, every weekend I would like go to like, um, his his house and, and sleep over at his house on the weekends. Um, and uh, 
So he was he was he was originally friends with with our friend Jordan MacArthur, and and Jordan and Jordan was the one who had like all like the studio equipment at his crib. Um, so one day he was just like, yeah, uh, we're gonna go over my friend Jordan's, and we just he just brought me over there just like randomly. And when we got there, they were like in the middle of making a making a song and stuff. So um, we just all kind of like made a song that night, and and from there I just like fell in love with it. That's awesome. Would you call that fate or destiny or whatever? Uh, I mean, I, I guess that's what they call it. You know, <laughs> I, you know uh, yeah, I would call it. So I would call it destiny. You know, it was written. It was it was meant for that to happen. I feel like, and it's it is and it's strange almost to me to like to think that that's how I got into music because if you would have knew me before then, like I mean, even still now, like I'm a super like anime geek, so like I didn't care about music like growing up, like how most people did. Like I was around it, um, because of my family and stuff. But like it was always something, as especially being a kid, like I, I'm focused on like you know like like I was focused on Dragon Ball Z and like you know um, video games and stuff like that, and I wasn't really like that much of a. I guess my mind wasn't that developed yet to really think that music was something that. Um, I would actually give a fuck about, and then, <laughs> and then just, just, just so weird how I got got sucked into it, and I never like came out like ever since. No, that's definitely what you call a passion for sure. And yeah. for reference to our audience, you said you were recorded when you were fourteen, yep. right? Yeah. So yep. to give them some reference, how old are you now? So let them know how much time you've really put in. I'm 27 now, but I would be 28 in the next month. So. Oh. Yeah, almost, almost over 10 years for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, what point did you decide that you were going to do music and like truly pursue it? Um. Okay, so there's, so, so uh, in our interview, I told you about one specific time that was like, you know, like um, very, it, 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 it was like the groundbreaking moment. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain that again, but there's two times in my life where like, I was like shown that like music is definitely like for me. So um, the first time was when I was uh, so like so I told you about how I re- re- recorded my first song when I was fourteen. So fast forward, right? And this is in the interview on the Fox Magazine dot com. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So fast forward to fast forward to um, uh, maybe like four years later when I was eighteen. Um, I when I was in in high school. Um, one day, so I had this, I was in this group with, with, with my best friend, Dominic Love at the time, and we were in this group called Team Rocket. Rocket spelled R-A-W-K-E-T. We still have songs on YouTube. Check it out. Um, There's a a specific song called All the Girls, and it's pretty, it's pretty big, like, for, 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 like, the time, it has, like, it has, like, 15, it has, it has, like, 15,000, like, plays, right, uh, but, uh, so it was in the era of like jerk, jerk music and shit. So oh, that was my shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so like and, and I had the crew and everything. And I, and I was like, like I guess that was like the first like remnants of like the internet when when people kids were going viral just off of like any anything you'd put out. So right. So like so like we had the song, um, and I put it out. I mean, we uh, we put it out, and like the song just blew up. Like there was this website called Digitally Dripped. It was like it was like it, it, it wasn't. No, nah, I definitely know that site. Yeah, it, it was, was legit. Like, yeah, it was just a site everybody went to to download new music. So like, so like it got on that song got on the site, and then the song kind of like blew up. So like 
but like I was in high school still, so like you know, like I was like popular on the internet, or we were popular on the internet, but like then the internet was the like the people that were on the internet knew about the shit, but like if people that weren't on the internet wasn't really catching up to speed yet. Technology wasn't all the way there yet. Right, and that was like first when YouTube was getting big too. Yeah, it was like when it was first created. So, so um, a couple months go by, the songs out, it's doing well, or whatever. And then uh, one Monday, like all the popular girls that went to my school came back to, and it's funny because it's ironic because the song's called All the Girls. But like, <laughs> um, so like all the popular girls came back to school that that next Monday because every Sunday in Minneapolis uh, was the night that you know eighteen year olds could go to the club like and and have a club night. Every other tonight is twenty one plus. So so um so Monday everybody's coming to school talking about how much fun they had at the club. All, all the seniors are talking about you know how how much fun they had at the club last night. So all the popular girls seniors in my in, in my grade that year came to me in our first hour class, like, oh my God, no beyond they played your song at the club, like, blah, 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 like, like it had the whole club going up, so that was, like, it's so crazy, like, and, and at that moment, I kind of, I, I was like, all right, maybe, you know, like, music could be for me, because, um, you know, like, I never had my song played in the club before that, and also, like, I never had, like, a DJ, like, play my shit, just, like, you know, off of something that they downloaded. They didn't even know who I was, like, personally. Like, you know, it was just, oh, this this popular song on the internet right now. Let's let's put it out. Come to find out, I'm a Minnesota artist, too. And then, and then from there, that kind of, like, started my, like, uh, my, my networking um, era of, like, being in Minneapolis. Uh, so, so, so that was when I was 18. And um, a couple months, like, uh, not, not a couple months, a couple years went by, um, and I was still doing music, but, like, you know, and I was still doing, like, stuff that was, like, kind of, like, big, but, like, not really, so, like, a couple years went by, um, and the second time, I guess, when I was, like, shown that I could really do music was, um, when I was 23, um, okay. um that's when, um, I guess I had my breakout song, Blocks was um with Iron Kingdom. Um, and that's actually how I discovered you as well. When yeah. I heard that song, I was like, this shit slaps. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Hard. you. Thank you. And, and, and that, 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 that whole thing was so, like, miraculous. And, like, it, that's a moment that I could say was also written. Like, you feel me? That was, like, it was, like, fake. Because me and Alan had been friends for, like, years beyond that. You know, like, I was there when he came up with his name, Alan Kingdom. I was there when he said, you know, I'm going to work with Kanye West, like, you feel me, like, that, like, that was, like, his main goal for years, so, like, to be friends with him, and then, you, you know, friends kind of, like, grow apart after a while, like, we're friends, we were making music for years, and then we kind of, like, grew apart, and then that's when uh, he, like, did his stuff with Kanye West, and then, like, right after, he blessed me with that verse, and, like, that was, like, when he was, like, in, like, the heat of all his, like, you know, fame, so, like, him being on my song, like, like, boosted everything for me like you know like that that had everybody on the internet interested in me so like that's how i got on like pigeons and planes and complex and then like high beast and then like from there that was like it was like when it, like i like I, I remember the day that i released lots because i I got in a car accident that day like leaving work and i i was like, yeah it wasn't a bad car accident i just had like a staple in my car but like, i wasn't even upset because like i was like i just changed my life like, you feel me like that was like the moment when i knew like that my my whole entire life changed Damn. Yeah. It was written. Yeah. I never went back to work ever again. Ha. It's been five years. Yeah. 
yeah, that's a classic moment right there for sure. And when you started taking on music, you know, seriously and, you know, full time, putting all your effort into it, what was that transition like, you know, from going from working to actually taking on, you know, your passion, your dreams? Um, in the beginning, like, it was it was pretty easy because like, I was getting blessed with a lot of Red Bull shows. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you remember that time. And I was, like, doing, uh, I was coming out to L.A. a lot um, and performing. Um, yeah. Red Bull, like, for two years, they, they, they blessed me, booked me for hella shows and kind of, like, built me up around, like, the whole entire United States. Like, I, I, I got to perform in, all, like, pretty much every major city, um, open up for, like, Big people like Big Sean, uh, YG, fucking um, RJD2. I fucking opened up for like Dale the Homie, ho- uh, Dale the Funky Homo Sapien. Like, Hell yeah! Uh, I fucking shut down Young Lean's fucking show in in Atlanta. Like that, like that was I don't know. Like so, um, that was like e- it was kind of easy in the beginning, and that like I was like blessed. Not like like looking back in hindsight, um, it, it was it almost looked like artist development. Uh, but so that was able to, that gave me like, uh, like kind of like, uh, a, a path to like, uh, build my money up and learn how to like make money and learn how the industry works without having to have a manager or like having to have anything. Cause I, I did everything myself during those times. I was like booking all my shows. I was my own booking agent and like all that shit. Um, and it's not easy for sure. It's not, I mean, it, it is, but it's not, you just gotta be prompt and like answer emails and like, you know, learn how to like talk to people and like if you need stuff ask for stuff like you feel me that was like a big big thing for me in the beginning of my career i used to like email all, all the blogs that post me now like i used to email those motherfuckers all the time and like they had never like say anything back that when, when i released lost was the first time anybody had ever said anything you feel me and i knew it was legit <laughs> yeah exactly. and it's, it's funny like i'll tell you a quick story about that song um like the day that i, I put it out like, okay, so, like, I send out an email blast that Friday. I put it out on Monday. But, like, I send out an email blast to, like, Cleveland Plains, like, Hot New Hip Hop, like, you know, all the big blogs at the time. Like, um, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, like, I'm going to really try to get my blog place at the time. And and uh, literally nobody hit me back. Like, until and, 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 and then Monday morning when I went into work, I was like, okay, if nobody, like, responds to me by the time I clock in, I'm just going to put the song out today. Like, you feel me? Like fuck it, like I don't give a fuck, like you know, like I don't give a fuck. Like it has Allen on it, so whatever, like you feel me. And and, right. and I was already buzzing in Minnesota anyway, so like it, it didn't really matter to me if I was gonna like if the song was gonna do well or not. So right as I'm, I, I bullshit you not right be right before I, right as I was clocking in, I get an email notification on my iPhone. I know everybody that has iPhones that use email know what that's like. There's one specific sound. Right. Look down and it's like, oh, and it was Jacob Moore from Pigeons and Planes. I got to shout out Jacob Moore because he's the founder of Pigeons and Planes, and he's uh, he he fucking changed my life. Like you feel me? He was like, yo, this song is dope. Originally, I was I, I, I in my press release, I was saying I was going to release it Friday, but since I, I I didn't think that nobody was going to respond to my email, I, I was already like I already already tweeted like y'all, me and Alan dropping the song today. So I had to email him really quick and be like, yo, like, can we put it out today instead of Friday? And I had to cover art and everything for him. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And then from there, it, it, it was it was, uh, it was history. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely a story right there. I mean, because blogs usually don't respond to stuff that, you know. That don't have anything yeah, with, with clickbait in it. 
Like you feel me? Exactly. And I, and I like in the way that I structured the email, like the, the subject line was like clickbait in itself. It was like it didn't even say finding Novion versus the Allen Kingdom. Uh, uh, Dax finding Novion on like I, it was like I was like a real editor, like <laughs> strategic. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So Minnesota has actually been a huge staple for you in your career, right? Yeah. You said you were already buzzing in Minnesota, and you know just. You know, how, how big of a staple in the community around you, just the people you connected with, how important has that been for you in your career? I mean, it's very instrumental. Like, there uh, there was a time when um, when I first started doing my Red Bull shows, like, when I was, the first time I went to L.A., like, people, everybody out there was, like, telling me to move out to L.A., and I, at the time, I, I was very, like, I was young as fuck. I was, like, 23. So, like, you know, like, I was, I, I, had, a, I had a lot of, like, you know, impression like i was an impressionable person so like anything anybody could say i i, I kind of took it into consideration but i was smart enough to be like you know i'm not gonna move away from my hometown because even though i'm popping right now i know that i'm not always gonna be this hot so you know like i'm gonna stay in minnesota until i feel like i've reached the top of the top so i think that that move and that decision in itself um, and being in Minnesota and like putting out like you know the, the projects that I put out while while I was here like Believe in Minneapolis, um, shout out to Jonathan Keller um, and um, uh, that's my dog shout out to my boy Eric Griffin, um, EQ the Sound um, and Brian Splendor. Um, uh, those two albums were like instrumental in like building my uh, my presence in Minnesota and kind of also just like making my mark here and uh, like. I'm 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 a big artist here, but like I'm still not as big as like you know the um like the original OG like atmosphere and um like doing and and people like that. But um that that decision in itself was very instrumental for me. So when I built myself and I felt like I built a uh, um a big foundation, a strong enough foundation for myself, that's when I felt like I could move away. You feel me? And then I moved to LA. And, you know, I feel that on every level as well. I mean, you definitely have to build yourself up and have a foundation before doing anything. I mean, I have a similar story, and although I'm a photographer, I don't do music, I definitely have to build up, you know, a foundation before ever moving away. Right. And then I ended up moving to Los Angeles as well once that foundation was there. So mm-hmm. definitely understand that. It's definitely pivotal to have a community, have people that fuck with you, believe in you, and keep elevating from there. So right. at what point... You know, did you realize you were at the top of the top and it sparked the vision to, you know, do something bigger and then move to life? So, um, I did two things in the year of 2017, which was I went on my first national tour with Prof and I was like gone for two months and I got to see the entire fucking country and, and, and including Canada and like, yeah, that Andrew. was like, um, that going out of state and like I almost didn't even get into Canada because I had a D-dub and like being at the gates and and and, and the fucking people were like yo like the the people at customs were like yo like you gotta they ask you what have you been arrested for and then you gotta like answer it everything and if you don't answer correctly they're not gonna let you in so so I had to like tell them I had a D-dub they fucking looked up all of our music and shit the fucking the 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 promoter from the show in Vancouver wrote them a long ass letter explaining like who I was, why I needed to be there. It was crazy. And she was fine as fuck too. It was crazy. <laughs> um, but getting led into Canada and going to that show in Vancouver and having everybody there know the words to my song, 
that was when I was like, damn, like, okay, like, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of getting big out here. This is crazy. And then, uh, then later that summer, I, I opened up for Wiz Khalifa in, in my hometown. So that show, even though I got kind of like played, screwed on my time for that show, uh, they, they cut, tried to cut my set short. Um, I, I, I ended up really like killing it. And that, 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 uh, performance and that, uh, concert was a very like instrumental, like thing for just, just solidifying who, who the fuck I was. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you know, like people were still like, I'm, I'm young still re- relatively, I guess, um, compared to everyone that's handing out the opportunities. Um, but, um, I get like, like at the time people were still trying to like play me and kind of like undermine me and kind of like little bro me. So like that moment in itself was like, you know, like you niggas can't fuck with me. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm what's fucking hot. Like it's fucking crazy. Hell yeah. Um, and then, and then from there, I already had like the vision in my mind that I wanted to move to LA. I was like going through a breakup and everything. So like, I was like completely free. And that, that was like the, the nail in the coffin. Like, I was like, I, it's done. So do you feel like someone's environment shapes, you know, how they progress in their career? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Everybody is a product of their environment. Even if you don't, uh, even if you don't do anything like, uh, like creative, I feel like, you know, like if you're around certain things, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna adapt certain traits. You want to adapt certain personalities. I feel definitely for artists where you are, like it shapes how your music sounds, how your how your aesthetic looks, and and all that. Definitely, definitely. And you know, what was that like for you as far as being in LA? You know, when you were around your environment, you started adapting. How do you feel it affected your career and your aesthetic? Um. I feel like in the beginning, like, it kind of, like, made me a hermit in a way. Um, it definitely made my, it made me, it made me work harder on my music and my sound. And, and I, I developed my, what my signature sound sounds like being out there. Um, but it also, I don't know, it, it made me more of a vulnerable artist because, you know, I was in a place and, and I, I was in a place that I wasn't very familiar with, even though I've been there tons of times. I didn't know mm-hmm. it. like the back of my hand, like I knew Minneapolis, or I, or, or or I had to like settle with not like having getting into all this all, all, every show, or like you know like getting into shit for free because I didn't know any, I didn't know most of the people that I, I could you know get on the list with and, and shit like that. So right, just building the network was a little different. Yeah, so that with the, with the, that within itself, it turned me into more of like a, a go getter too. Um, and as far as like my style, I've kind of always had this style of like, like you know, like I've always been kind of like a, a swaggy kind of drip, drip god, if you will. They inspired me to like you know grow my hair out and like you know get my hair braided and like I got I got my nose pierced when I was in LA and like shit like that. Like, and I guess that just goes with like I always tell people that the way I dress and the way I look and my aesthetic is an expression of how I feel. So uh, I guess all of that. Is, is exactly correlates into like the answer to your question because yeah, LA totally you know changed my appearances to, to some people. For sure, um, I definitely feel the same way as well. I mean, I grew my hair out in LA, got braids, all that stuff. It yeah. definitely has an effect on you, you know. Like mm-hmm. you, you just want to be yourself, and nothing can stop you. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely changed. 
and when you go through like the like the tough times there, it it it, it brings out a different kind of like monster in you. You feel me? I, I'm I'm at the point now where like I've been like so scared that I wasn't gonna make my rent or like you know like I was gonna be homeless in L.A. like with nothing to do that like and 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 have always persevered past that and made it that like now that like I'm not afraid to live anywhere like you feel me like and and, and, I, and I guess uh and, and I guess we'll see where that takes me when I go to Miami. <laughs> oh yeah and. When do you plan on uh, making the move to Miami? Well, our moving date for our new apartment is uh, the first of August, but um, we uh, we're probably gonna go. We're probably gonna leave here and do a, like a road trip, uh, like around around the first. So we're not gonna get there on the first, but we'll be there like the first week. Oh, So, what are some of your latest releases you have out right now that you want the audience to kind of know about and touch up on? Okay, I got a bunch. That, that are out just period but um the three main ones that are like or the two most recent ones um sink or swim which came out in october of 2018 produced by my guy big banana it's a actual studio album it's um actually uh, one of I, I mean it's my most decorated album now because it's gotten three placements on Gronish. uh like they played so it's an eight song album so they played pretty much like almost half of that project on, on, on TV so far, which is dope. Um, and also, um, it's just doing really well streaming-wise. Uh, so that's, um, if you're looking for, like, melodic, like, stuff, uh, Sink or Swim is, like, a really, really, really dope dope album. And then uh, my most recent project I just released um, on January 28th is called Super Saiyan 3. It's the third in the cap-off um, in this trilogy, uh, a Super Saiyan EP that I have. Out um, first two came out in um, in 2016, and I just kind of like stalled for a couple of years because I just wanted to you know build continue to build my fan base and kind of like make that side of my fans wait uh, before I get back to like that sound again. But that just came out and it's honestly doing really well also. Awesome, um, That's great. Not even, and it's not even on SoundCloud. I purposely didn't put it out on SoundCloud because I wanted to just make money off of this one, and also I just wanted to see like what my streaming power was like, you know. And it's exactly kind of kinda see your kind of see your fan base and your your organic reach and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Dope, dope. So, what are some of your upcoming projects that you want to share with the audience as well? Okay, so I have another album coming out with Big Banana. That album doesn't have a title yet, um, but it, it's and it's not done. But um, that album should be coming out like later this year, maybe. If we'll see. Um, but I'm also so I'm releasing a, a, a actual formal al- album in like within the next month, maybe the next month or two. Um, but it's going to be called Wildfire. It's produced by our Rich Gaines of Blended Babies. I have a, I, I have an album with uh, Jonathan Keller of Blended Babies called Believe in Minneapolis. That's uh, from two, summer of 2016. Um, and that's one of also one of my biggest albums because it's like it, it has most of my my biggest features like Chuck English is on that and uh, Asher Roth is also on that. Uh, nice. but, so this album is kind of like it's not an answer to that album, but it's like it, it's like in the realm of like quality wise. Like, and Rich just uh, mixed and mastered uh, the whole entire album for uh, Freddie Gibbs and that lib. Nice. So and there's some, some pretty exciting stuff coming up. 
Yeah, man, I'm really excited. This this album Wildfire is going to be so special because it doesn't sound like anything I've ever put out. And like, um, one of my closest friends, Travis Gorman, he's also my DJ. Um, he he was like earlier this year. Um, me and Rich weren't seeing eye to eye on a couple of things, so the album honestly almost didn't come out. But well, we're we're back on track. Everything's cool. Everything's cordial and, and shit. So we're 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 gearing up to put the album out now. But before. Travis was like, you guys will be playing yourselves if you guys don't put this album out. So I'm just glad that the world is going to be able to hear this album now. Absolutely. The universe always works in mysterious ways and it gets shit done. <laughs> so yeah, man, is there anything else that you want to you know, share with the audience? Any news, any updates? About um, life? Anything? I mean, besides the fact that I'm moving to Miami and if anybody's listening to this podcast that's in Miami, let's link. Um, you heard him. Man. I mean, honestly, I think we hit it on the head. Anybody that's listening, find me on all social medias under Finding Novion. Uh, Novion spelled N-O-V as in Victor, Y-O-N. And, um, yeah, you can look me up on Tidal, Pandora, the Amazon Music Store, um, what else, SoundCloud, and under Finding Novion. Everything's still Finding Novion right now. But within the next couple months, everything will be just Novion. You heard him? All that shit. Connect. Listen. Stream. All that. Thanks again for tuning into the Movement is Life podcast. And make sure to subscribe on all platforms where you can find your favorite podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everything. You can also connect with me on social media at the Fox Icon. I'll catch you on the next episode.